You're listening to the Sage Hill Podcast with Dr. Chip Dodd. Sage Hill is a social impact organization that helps people see who they're made to be so they can do what they're made to do. Hey, Chip. Hey, Stephen. Hey, man. (laughs) (laughs) You know, thanks. We just got done with Thanksgiving. Yes, great. Great. Filled up with turkey and gravy and cranberry sauce. Yeah. Mashed potatoes and yeah. deviled eggs. And, and appreciation. Sweet potatoes. Gratitude. Pecan pie. Uh, thankfulness. Pumpkin pie. Anticipation. A good of cup better of coffee. Returning to memories again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's great. You, you know, you're talking about what happens. I'm talking about what's made to be oh, like, right? Oh, yeah. My aunt growing up. You know, tr- you know, turkey is full of a, a tryptophan. Tryptophan, which puts us to sleep. Oh, I love it. Sweets loaded. Sweet carbohydrates. Sleep. Carbohydrates sleep. You know, kids when we're little, we go, Why is everybody asleep? Why aren't we playing? <laughs> because we're avoiding talking. Uh, you know? my, so. my family tells the story of uh my uncle and my family can eat, right? Yeah. And so my yeah, thank you for <laughs> that looking at my belly <laughs> disparagingly, uh with a wink and a nod. Um, my family tells the story of uh my my dad uncles and you know had pigged out on Thanksgiving like mm-hmm. platters of Thanksgiving food. Yeah. And my uncle was laying in the middle of the living room floor with his pants undone, just uh-huh. like trying uh-huh. to recover. Uh-huh. Everyone's kind of half asleep. Like a drunk. Like, like a like drunk. He's passed out <laughs> drunk. Turkey. Yeah. And my cousin, who'd been like six at that age, oh, no. comes running in, no. leaps off the couch no. and lands on no. his stomach. Yeah. No. My cousin Joe. <laughs> And then it becomes like a, a, it's a, a cartoon. Oh, it's legend God. is he then he threw up all over it's the place. It's mythic yeah. now. Yeah. It's a mythic. Yeah. I can't help think of gorging myself on Thanksgiving food yeah. and not think of my cousin with that. But mm-hmm. you know, as we as we move away from Thanksgiving, these next few weeks we're moving into Christmas, yeah. right? Yeah. And Christmas brings with it so much anticipation and so much beauty, mm-hmm. and just the texture of life changes. Mm-hmm. You know, there's twinkle lights and mm-hmm. smells and yeah. tastes and. Attraction oh, and man. promise. Do you know, anytime you see more and more people put the, the lights up now on their, their uh, back porches. and, mm-hmm. and, and uh, I spent a couple weekends the, ago doing all that, yeah. With arbors and so yeah. yeah. And when we squint our eyes, you know there's magic oh, there. It's magic. You see a restaurant that has those lights, it's like there's something magical happening yeah. there, so let's go there. It's probably the most, in a calendar year, the most sensual time of the year. Yeah, well said. And you know, there's a very wise man that, told me one time, he said, do you know about the middle of October when the harvest has come in, so to speak, and sort of there's a rhythm in, in us, us humans. He said that a doorway to the soul opens up in the right brain. Mm. And from then until about tax time, there is an anticipation and the window into the heart of who you are, your longings, your wishes, your hope that things can be different than they have been or can return to what they were once like, that there's this window of time that we, it's going to happen and we're going to make it. And and everything that was sad and everything that hurt and everything that was lonely will go away this time of year, this year. Mm. So we get together at Thanksgiving and there really is a great Thanksgiving and there really is also a, a great opportunity to avoid everything that also is difficult in life. And there really is a loading up on food and talking about the food 
and then continuing to talk about the content of the experience instead of the, the relationships in it. So I believe that the best Christmases are the Christmases that also before they we get there, we're willing to uh, give ourselves to the losses related to our lives. That I say joy of Christmas comes through the grieving of what has been before. And I think that Christmas is actually a time of grief to anticipate the morning coming. It's the darkness before the dawn. It's the what, what I was anticipating that never has happened. It hasn't taken me away from wishing it it's would. It's the star in the middle of the night. It's the star it's the hope in the, of the darkness. darkest winter. Yeah. Yes. In fact, if we listen to um, what Christians believe, remember, Christmas really is the Mass of Christ. I mean, it is a Christ Mass. It is a time, the Advent, the coming of, of uh, peace on earth and goodwill towards men. And even in commercials, we'll see, you know, the, the, there's a commercial where the two warring, warring sides in World oh, War the I German, yeah, stop and yeah. whether it's true or not, who knows, but who can, who can, who can not watch that and wish that war would stop? Yeah, for a moment. And no, yeah. and, and, and you know, on Christmas Day, a lot of times in, in during wars, it's like, look, today, we don't kill each other. It's sort of an understood, just for a little while, just for 24 hours, let the bloodletting stop, let the factions end, let, let the killing and let the hatred stop just for a little while in the mass of Christ. Because a good peace on earth and goodwill towards men, frankly put, isn't here fully. And yet the opportunity to experience it emotionally and spiritually is, and relationally. The world's not going to change, but we can change in the midst of the world well, and make a yeah, difference. Yeah, what you're talking about has <clears throat> got a depth to it and a heaviness, like a like a weighty heaviness to it, uh -huh. significance to it, that uh, the frivolity of school plays, church pageants, family get-togethers doesn't. I mean, I know. I'm thinking of my my life. I don't. I don't know as of yet that I've stopped to really consider what you just said. Like I'm kind of of a loss for words right here. About well, you know, <coughs> yeah, the, these and how true, <coughs> how true it is. Yeah, but how it's been right, right under my nose. I'm not. Well, as as we get to this frivolity, which I really appreciate, and that frivolity can also come from gratitude. Like we have this great life, in spite of what our losses are, and Christ has given us the opportunity to have this great life, in a place where sadness reigns. And in the, in the midst of sadness reigning, there's a king who brings light into the darkness, who brings creation itself into destruction, who brings hope into despair, who brings courage in the face of that which we're not really made to have. Discouragement. Death yeah. even, you know. Yeah. But I mean, even, even look at, uh, there's some beautiful songs that represent the grief of Christmas and bring us to the gratitude of what we as humans have. Um, it says, uh, the, the, the most, I think one of my favorite Christmas uh, songs, hymns is, Oh Holy Night, it says, um, the, the long lay the world in, in sin and arrow, pining, which means longing for a difference, until he came. And then it goes, mm -hmm. you know, until he came. Oh Holy Night. The and world has been waiting for a long, long uh -huh. time. Uh huh. And our hearts daily if we let ourselves live emotionally and spiritually and caring it increases empathy to 
too too long like because the person next to you is doing the same thing it's like and telling the truth about it makes us less lonely in the midst of it and not alone but uh, you remember the the beautiful song that Jill Phillips does you know um, Mary did you know yeah no, no she does the uh, a labor of love. Oh yeah, and it says that uh, you know it was it was it was uh, uh, not a silent night. There was blood on the ground. You could hear a woman cry in an in in an alley uh, across town. Across town. Um, God, it's a good song. It's a it's an incredible song. And and the 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 husband was praying, how could this be? And the 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 daughter was away from her mother. Mm. In a girl, a, like a young girl, right around kinda. animals, yeah. and, the, and you know, I grew up, you know, kind of like quasi on a farm, so to speak, and we'd feed the cattle in the winter time, especially. They they come in to feed, and it's the smell of urine and hay and feed, and just all the smell of like living. I mean, just it's organic. Yeah. It has its own, you know, life smell, but it's like who wants to have a baby in that? Yeah. And if Mary was uh, knowledgeable, I mean, there's a prophecy about Mary that says that you know he will be the Savior, but he, but his life will pierce your very soul. Yeah. So if she was aware, uh, I know there's the Catholic belief of Mary and the Protestant belief of Mary, but if she was aware of who he was, even through some prophecy, then she was holding death in her hands when he was born. So, and the, the song even says there was no, no midwife. And if she knew who he was, she also knew that the, the child that she had delivered, remember that other song, would soon deliver her. Yeah. And it's like, the, and it's just, she had this baby who was the king of the world and the king of the universe in her arms, who was born to die for the one who held her and held him. Yeah. And then you know that she was in great conflict later on because, like, if she did know who he was, she tried to stop him. She remember she, so the disciples went in while Jesus was talking somewhere and said, "Your mama wants you to come home. Your yeah. mom and brothers, families at the door. Yeah, yeah, because we 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 think you're crazy and you need to come home." And he said, "You're not my family." So what a what a heartbreak there. And then in the movie The Passion, you see Mary come to Jesus when he collapsed, and just like. Like, this can't be happening. Like, no, you know, my son, my son, I don't want this to be. Please, oh God, no, don't let take my son. Mm. And so Christmas is a time of year in which we recognize that God so loved us and, and God's creation itself that he gave a child to us to grow up like us, even breaking his mother's heart and the moment he was born in a place she didn't want to be, with a man she barely knew. To a people that didn't really want to him. To a people that didn't want him yeah. and didn't want her. I mean, it's mm. like, what an amazing sight. And then the, the people that come to see him first are shepherds. The, they were there, look, shepherds were not considered. They were like low class. Yeah, but they followed a star. They yeah. couldn't see, they couldn't stop wishing and believing. The wise men followed a star. Yeah, yeah. and you know, Christmas, um, if you came from a place where Christmas was really, you know, lights and, and, and brightness and candy and nuts and, you know, you don't live there anymore. You grew up and started paying bills and, mm. you know, now it's like you, you, Christmas is wonderful and, and beautiful and at the same time the price we pay to have it 
uh, is um, often high because you don't live where you used to where it was all magical. You live in real life where you have to pay for what you buy. <laughs> and then and work for that. Yeah, and yeah. then a lot of people uh, come from places in which Christmas is something they really want to skate on top of, sort of like a water bug. Because Christmas is a time where they had hoped in such great ways, and then that which they hoped for never came. It's um, also a time for some people where their hopes about the future, whether it is to have a spouse or have children or yeah. to be part of yeah. a family, yeah. is the most evident that they don't yeah. have their dreams. Yeah. So you know what Christmas really is, I believe more than anything else, a time for us to face the pain of caring. Wow. And, and God so cared that he gave us a child Emmanuel. is born, God with us in the midst of this, and guarantee that we can be okay, but what it costs for us to be okay. It, but not a child to take away our pain, a child who wouldn't be in pain alone. A child who was willing to be in pain. Be in pain with us. And, and even us. to let the mama be in pain and yeah. the daddy be in pain for something greater than pain. So Jesus mm. uh, at Christmas brought us a passion so great that he was willing to go to any length to have those who walked in the darkness have a light. I mean, remember, we talk about so much about passion, but Jesus, he grew up in you know wisdom and stature before the Lord, but he grew up continuing in his passion, a willingness to be in pain for something that mattered more than pain. And Mary was willing to be in pain for something that mattered more than pain. And Joseph was willing to be in pain for something that mattered more than pain. And what matters more than pain is love. Hmm. And so Christmas is a time of caring and love. And it's the face that, you know what? Guess what? The poor are still poor. The forgotten are still forgotten. And the solution is impossible. And we can make a lot of lists. And we can run from a lot of things through our lists. Or we can face what our lists are for. They're to bring us to Christmas Day, not to get us past Christmas Day. So the list of, of love, like how will I love, how will I meet the poor, how will I remember for the, God, the forgotten, how will I dare to hope that this relationship this year will be better than it's ever been, how do I hold my sons or daughters who are coming home for a little while and leaving again, how do I, you know, and the list goes on and on. That's the Christmas list. How do I, How do I let go myself love? Spend a day with that parent who I don't really know. Yeah. 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 And maybe this year uh, I will say, I love you. Maybe that person you haven't hugged in a long time, you will hug them and they may not get it and they may not hug back. Or they may hug you back and words don't get spoken. Or you hug them and words do get spoken and they come with tears. Or nothing happens at all, or you decide not to do that this year. Mm. But, but Christmas is a time of caring and love and courage. And the hope is that uh, just like Jesus was born and grew and gave it all, that Christmas becomes an invitation for a new year. A new hope. Not a resolution, yeah. which we break, but a, a way of living uh, with... Uh, lists that make life over with? No, lists that we complete as a way to love more, care more, mm -hmm. and live in the passion we're made to have. So uh, gratitude to Christmas, man, I'm looking forward to it. I like it this year. I love our lights. I put the Christmas tree up. 
Y'all do white lights or colored lights? White. Yeah, a little white. Yeah. White I, you know, but I like the colored ones, too. I, did, I love those colors. I did color lights on the treehouse. Mm-hmm. We'll need to do a podcast on the treehouse. Oh, day. but uh, that's neat, I did color Steve. lights on the treehouse, and then I had color lights on the tree downstairs. With now, a little let me, tree. Let me ask you something. But I'm a white light guy, but I like a little, but what, little touch of color. See, colored lights are like kid lights, right? Or redneck lights, yeah. Oh, <laughs> see, that's no. Man. I just said I got them. I love okay, them. Yeah, but you put them on. Okay, but, but let me ask you this. Tell me how come you put those lights on that treehouse? Um, I wanted to look out my back because I can't see the lights on my house, right? I got that. I'm inside my house. Yes. I wanted to look out my back window and see Christmas lights. Um, and that that treehouse I'm coming to see for me represents a kind of a piece of my own childhood, maybe. Yeah. And I wanted to decorate that a little bit. So I tell wanted, me, what, what for? Um, what did you want to decorate your treehouse to represent your childhood? You know, what did you do that for? Yeah. Uh, what are you remembering when you look at it, you know? Yeah, I know for my family, Christmas Day was one of the only days all year where we were all together. Like all four of us were in yeah. the same space for a long period of time That's and chose to be there. Yeah. You know? Yeah. As opposed to trapped in the car going on a trip or yeah. we chose to be with each other. So on that you, day. you you could possibly say you decorated your tree house that you built. I mean you built it and oh, you're, you're saying your it. kids don't go in no, it. I go in. <laughs> so you built yourself a tree house and you decor you go out and you decorate for the holiday and you look at it from the home you live in. You look into the distance of a childhood to manhood, mm-hmm. and you remember the day that y'all were all together like family. Yeah. So it's a sad thing. Oh, it's so sad. And then you have gratitude. Yes. That, that, that's what we're talking about. That's what this whole thing, so this isn't a downer, but you have gratitude. Yeah. But you paid a price for it. Yeah. But you were willing to, you went out and did Christmas lights around this thing. It's hilarious. Yeah. It's like who goes and does that? Only, only a, a, a person with the, the heart of a child and the courage of a man. I mean, like, it's awesome. I love that. Thank you for doing that. Yeah, you're <laughs> yeah. See ya. Well, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you, Steve. This is Stephen James, the Executive Director of Sage Hill Counseling. Thanks for listening to the Sage Hill Podcast with Dr. Chip Dodd. If you or someone you know is struggling with addiction, anxiety, depression, or burnout, Please reach out to the Center for Professional Excellence for Health. For more than 20 years, CPE's long-term residential treatment programs have been helping professional men recover their lives, marriages, and families. To find out more, visit cpenashville.com.